Nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine M. Lau, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destination. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interaction and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guests' mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Laub. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guest. I hope you're enjoying the winter season, and for those skiers like my husband, that there's enough snow in the area for you to go skiing. And I'm in New York, and he has not been able to go skiing too often yet, so let's pray for the best for him. And my prayers go out to everyone for a wonderful year ahead in 2019. Today is January 14th, 2019, and we have a wonderful year upcoming. I can just see it in my mind and feel that things are going to be so much better this year. So please remember also to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any information shared by my guests. You can find my link on my website, www.thecelestialspoon.com. And also please share these shows with your friends so they can gain value from my guests. I am your turquoise angel guide, an award-winning author and speaker, advocate for mental health, psychic and medium, and spiritual guide, along with being a wife, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. And the range of my grandchildren are from two months old up to age 30. So I am excited to have all these wonderful grandchildren around. I share my journey of healing and accomplishment after a suicide attempt in 2014 to inspire others to make themselves come first and to listen to their inner voice. That is very important. I offer spiritual guidance to help you through your struggles, and I do psychic readings and spiritual guidance for every aspect of your life. Please check that out on my website. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. I am thrilled today to be interviewing Joyce Stewart of Holistic Healing Consulting. She is a counselor, speaker, and author who specializes in helping people heal from trauma, abuse, fear, and anxiety. She started Holistic Healing Consulting, where she works with clients online or from her office in Orange County, California. 
I am excited and looking forward to learning more about Joyce and how she helps people. So hi, Joyce. It's great to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Catherine. It's good to be here. Looking forward to sharing this time with you and your audience. Yes. Um, feel free to share anything that um, comes to mind at any point. I am an open book, and I love sharing with my audience. So my first question would be, is there anything interesting going on in your life today? Yes. When you mentioned about your grandchildren, I am actually leaving on Wednesday to fly out to Illinois and St. Louis area to spend a week with my kids and grandkids. Um, so I'm very excited to be able to go out and see them. And then while I'm there, I'm also going to be doing a seminar because I just released my new book, um, Release to Love, about healing sexual abuse trauma. So I'll be doing a seminar on that. So I've got an exciting week ahead. Okay. So at the end, let us share about your book again because that is, congratulations, that's great news. Thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Yes. Um, and we will get into more detail about your book as we talk and everything that you do. Um, I'm sorry, I had a thought and I lost it. <laughs> For now, we'll go into we'll go into the card reading, and when that thought okay. comes back, I will come back to it. <laughs> oh, that's that's what makes me authentic, right? <laughs> that's right. Yep. <laughs> So I took the card from the Angel Therapy Oracle Cards, and it is Indigo. The person you're inquiring about is an Indigo, meaning a highly sensitive natural-born leader. Now, I don't like reading information or any of the books by my guests because it gives me too many insights to be able to share and it doesn't make the card reading authentic. So I'm seeing in this card there's a little bit of darkness, and I think that's your worry about the book. Although it's going to go very well, I think you're afraid that something just isn't right with it. Does that make sense? Um, a little bit. And um, I feel like you're looking behind. Hmm. I'm, okay. I'm thinking I think that the, I think what the concern is, the worry is. I don't think it's a book as much as it is a seminar. <laughs> but I'm okay. Going to I think that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Has, yeah, because the the thing that I'm concerned about praying for is just on the turnout because they're predicting really bad winter weather the night I'm supposed to be doing it. Oh no! Okay, everyone yeah. listening. Yeah, I'm so worried in the back of my head. Oh gosh, you know, you plan for these things, and then when the weather comes in, it's like, okay, is anybody actually going to come out for it? So that's probably more in line, I think, with that worry, maybe. <laughs> and that's the gloominess, thinking about the weather. Exactly. Yeah. Let's yeah. pray for that weather to stay clear, and that yeah. everything just passes by, and there is no problem. That's, that's that'll great. be perfect. But also. Um, you are highly sensitive. Are you also an empath? No, I've never considered myself an empath. Okay. For those people that don't know, an empath is somebody that is highly sensitive and absorbs other people's energies and their, um, their auras and everything, and it kind of soaks into us. And when we don't protect ourselves, we can, you know, Havoc can be all over the place, and I have learned to control it myself. And if you want to know what, more about it, you can always email me or, you know, 
contact me by phone or something because that's something that it took me a long time to recognize that it played into my mental illness. So I'm sorry to digress, but I needed to put that out there. No, so people understand what that term means, so I appreciate you sharing that with everybody. Thank you. This card has a little boy pulling, no, actually he's on a tricycle, and the back part of the tricycle has a unicorn just scrunched down on it, and he's looking back at the unicorn as to say, I'm so sorry that you're not comfortable. And I'm feeling, is, this, is your mother still with us? Yes, That's who. Okay. Is she going through something that you worried about her being comfortable right now? I think that's who it's representing. My mother. Hmm, interesting. Mm. Well, I know that yes. my are trying to sell their home because they want to move up to retirement home up in the Seattle area. So uh. there's been a lot of stress, you know, related to that because it hasn't sold in the time frame they wanted it to sell. Okay. So you have that concern on your mind, and that's, that's who I feel it's indicating is, okay. is your mother. Um, but let her know everything's going to be fine and she's going to be happy. Um, hmm. Do you have a grandson with light-colored hair? Yes, I do. Ah, that's what this picture is showing, a little boy with light-colored oh. hair riding okay. the bicycle. So it can indicate also your time playing with him. Is he about seven or eight years old? No, he is three. My granddaughter is seven, but he is three. Oh, okay. So I'm mixing them up. Okay. So this might represent your granddaughter and also bring him in. So it's saying that um, make sure when you're there to play with the children, play hide and seek, and really get into it with them. Okay. I'm looking forward I know. to that. Yeah, because I know... Um, Sometimes when I visit some of my grandchildren, they're not the playing type. And some of the other ones, it's like, oh, my God, I just love getting down on the ground with them, and it's so exciting. So that's what they're saying is to, to really get into playing with them and, and make them remember you with, as play, being playful. Okay. Um, and then there's a fence going across where he's actually riding in the street. And I'm still sensing with you that there's something blocking and more than just worrying about the weather. So you don't have to come up with it now, just, you know, as okay. we're talking or you, if you think about it later on, I feel like there's something blocked. So um, share it if you recall. Otherwise, send me an email if you figure it out. Okay. Thank you. Okay. okay. Any more questions? Any more comments on that card? At the very beginning, you, when you said the indigo, you said it was somebody that I'm looking for. Is that correct? Um, it's pretty much um, you, you're, you're worried about the book and the circumstances okay. around the book. Okay, That's, so that was about it. It wasn't a, a person. It was the book. Okay, so I just want to have clarification on that. Okay, right, that. because... I did say because the, the card itself reads the person you're inquiring about, so that's telling me I'm talking about you. Okay, I misunderstood how how to interpret what you said there. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So um, 
Yeah, that's what it means, that we're talking about you and that you're an indigo. Now, um, indigos, to my knowledge, I'm an indigo, I'm 60 years old. So somebody from 50 to 70 years old, I think, would be the range of an indigo person. So maybe that's why it's indicating that for you also, instead of being an empath. Okay, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's why that meant that. It, it didn't mean that we were talking about somebody else besides your mother or your grandchildren. Okay. Okay. So Joyce, let's have a little bit of your background and how did you get involved in helping people? Well, I was a uh, social worker for a number of years, and I worked with kids in the foster care system. And every single week I would see all the issues and problems they were having, and I would take them to their counselor, and every time they'd come back, they wouldn't be any better. So one day I thought, you know what, I think I could be a better counselor than they are. And so I decided to go back to college uh, school. I got my master's in clinical social work, and so I could open up my own counseling practice and do counseling the way I thought it needed to be done so people could actually be healed of their symptoms instead of just, managing them with coping skills and medication. Mm. And so when I did open up my private practice, at that time I was primarily working with a Christian population. Um, and then I started doing some research and figuring out, well, how healing actually works, because I knew Jesus was a healer, and I started studying him and realized that he healed through the use of energy. Mm. And that's when I kind of took this little detour into the world of studying alternative healing and energy healing and uh, New Age, all that type of thing, so I could really understand what heals people and how spirituality combines with people to bring about healing. And so through that whole journey, then I kind of really transitioned everything I was doing as a psychotherapist and started doing more energy-based treatments along with the traditional counseling with my clients. And that's when I started seeing people actually get healed. That's interesting. Um, exactly like you're, you're talking about seeing the counselors and, and whatever, and to me, a lot of the years that I have gone through counseling really wasn't a help. It was just a sounding board. So I'm excited to learn more about how you make the difference compared to the regular counselors. Well, you know, what modalities? Go ahead. Before I get into modalities, part of what I said is really the mindset. Because when I was working mm. for agencies as counsel, what I found out is they really don't want to lose you as a client because they lose money. And if they get you healed, they're going to lose you as a client. So they, all they can do is really maintain your symptoms to keep you coming back so they have a client forever and they got money coming back. And many times, unfortunately, it has more to do with the money than it does actually wanting to help the client. And I really bothered me when I saw that cycle happening. Uh -huh. um, now where I'm at, you know, I believe that when someone gets healed, God's going to bring someone else to me. I don't have to worry about that area. Um, it's right. very important that we give people the, the help that they need so they can feel better. And that's wonderful. I, I love the idea of mindset because if you don't have the right, right mindset, things aren't going to fall into place. And before my Dark Night of the Soul in 2014, my mindset was on all the negative that was going on in my life. And I just yeah. couldn't get past it. So my spirituality and self-help work is what made a difference in my life. So I would love to hear, Joyce, how you work with people and the different modalities. Okay. Um, so there are like, there's probably thousands of different energy-based treatments out there. So I kind of 
had to narrow down which ones I really felt drawn to that I wanted to learn and use with my client. And so the ones that I kind of came up with, muscle testing, tapping, theta healing, emotion code, inner healing, and full tie releasement and cognitive behavioral therapy. So those are the primary ones that I use with my clients. And they're all a little bit different. They each target something different. Did you want me to take the time to explain each one? or? Yes, please. Anything that okay. doesn't seem common sense. Okay, sure. Well, muscle testing is really interesting because this accesses our subconscious mind. So we've got our conscious mind, which is aware of everything happening in the here and now, and then we have a subconscious mind is like this master computer that records everything that's ever happened during our lifetime. And what most people don't understand is everything we do on a conscious level is controlled by the subconscious mind. And this is why willpower really doesn't heal anything long-term, neither does medications or coping skills. But through muscle testing, I can ask the subconscious mind any questions I want to to get additional information about your past. And the way I do it is I have the client stand in front of me and I ask them a question. As I, the answer to the question is yes, their body automatically sways forward. If the answer to the question is no, their body automatically sways backwards. So just by watching their body sway back and forth, I can get quite a bit of information out of their subconscious mind. And so it sounds kind of crazy, but it actually does work. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, it's amazing how it works where, you know, you, you can't go wrong with it because your body, it's, it's an, a natural reflex. And I have one question because one person that does the muscle wor work is, um, he says that you need to face north for it to work correctly. Well, you'll have that, more accuracy if you point north because it's all based on the electromagnetic system of the body. And so if okay. you can line that system with true north, you'll get more accurate results than if you don't do it that way. Thank you. Yeah. Because I've done muscle testing on myself in the past and it didn't work. And then I wondered if that made the big difference. Yeah, sometimes it does. Everybody, everybody's body is different and you just have to try it and see what's going to work best for you. That is great. Thank you. Yeah. So what so other modalities? Okay, so that's muscle testing. Uh, the emotion code, so whenever we go through any type of trauma or abuse or anything like that, even just going through everyday life, we feel a lot of emotions, many times very intense emotions, and that's perfectly normal, but many times it's not safe to express those emotions. So we take them and we kind of stuff them back inside our body, hoping they'll go away, those feelings that we don't want to mm. feel. But the problem is emotions are energy, so they never die. They get lodged in our cells and our organs. If they stay there long enough, they can actually cause a sickness, illness, and disease in the body and the mind. So it's important that we release these trapped emotions. So mm. through the muscle test, I can determine what trapped emotions they have. And the way I release them is I use the energy in my hands, and I run my hands up and down their spine because their spine is where all of the electromagnetic energy runs through the body. That's the strongest point is along the spinal column. And so as I rub my hands, pull my hands down that spine, the energy of my hands attaches to energy of the trapped emotion. I can pull it out and release it, um, and then it's gone. So here again, it's another thing that sounds crazy, but it's pretty amazing how it works. And then I muscle test the person afterwards to make sure that the emotion is gone and it will say that it's, that it's left and it's no longer there. So all the emotions, all the stuff that I pull out of people energetically, I send it up to the light of God because I don't want it here on this planet where it can get into other people and cause problems again for my client or somebody else. Mm. That sounds great. 
um, a lot of people talk about Reiki healing and, and whatever with the energy healing, but I've never heard them about that to release it so nobody else gets it. I love that concept. Oh, yeah. It makes a lot of sense because we don't understand. You know, energy never dies, but it could transform its form of what it's in, formed as. Wow. Um, and it can move, you know, it has motion. And so, yes, if you just pull something out and just leave it in the atmosphere around you, it'll just find somebody else to go into. But if wow. you directly up to the light of God, then it's completely off the earth realm on an energetic perspective, and it's up to God's source to do whatever they want with that energy and recharge it into something else. That is so interesting. So, uh, okay, it makes sense with me because I've I've had the clearing done with me and everything, but then the same problem would come back again. So the, a lot of the people may not be up to that point like you are doing. Um, yeah. Is that... Is that something that is known in the energy field, energy healing you know, field? It's something that I, that spirit taught me. So I don't know if it's out there or not. That's just something that spirit was teaching me on how to do this. Okay. That is great. I'm, I'm going to start asking people that question because that okay. would make, I think that would make the world so much better for everybody if the energy was sent to God. And I agree. Oh, my God, that's a great concept. Thank you, Joyce. You're welcome. So um, go see. ahead. Okay, I have tapping, energy tapping. This is from yes. the acupuncture, what we just tap with our fingers, and there are certain points around the face and hands. And when you tap on those areas, it opens up the subconscious mind so you can go in there and change the programming, which is what we really want to be able to do. It also accesses the anxiety center of the brain. So if you have someone who's feeling a lot of anxiety and fear, you can calm that down by tapping. So while you tap on those points, you have a statement that you say. And the statement starts out, even though, and then you put in whatever the issue that the person's having. So even though I'm really nervous because I have no idea I'm going to pay my bills this month or something like that. And so when you think about a statement like that, you automatically start to feel fear and anxiety and beat yourself up. What's wrong with me? How come I have all these issues and problems? So then mm-hmm. you counteract that with a positive statement, I choose to love and respect myself. So what we're telling the subconscious brain is, you know, even though I can't pay the bills, I can still love myself. I can still respect mm-hmm. myself. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. And so what it does is the second half of positive statement neutralizes that first statement. And so when you're done, you don't have all that fear and anxiety around whatever that issue was that you were dealing with. And you just gave me a great idea of helping me fall asleep because I have such terrible insomnia. I just can't fall asleep. And I never thought about doing the tapping around that. Yeah, even though I'm struggling to fall asleep tonight. Yes. I will do that tonight, and I will report back to everybody. I actually okay. wrote a, a note for myself as you were talking about it. Okay, good. <laughs> and then the other thing is because we're opening up the subconscious mind, after we're done tapping, I have my clients just sit there very quiet and still and listen. Because sometimes what happens is they're going to feel an emotion, they're going to see a memory, their thought's going to pop in their head about something that's related to this issue. And so that helps us find what is actually the root cause of this issue, the symptom that the client is having. And then you tap on that new information. It's like peeling the layers of an onion. Eventually we get down to the bottom uh, and we get the root cleared out and then the symptoms go away. Wow. 
I never recognized it that way. Um, I learned tapping about 10 years ago, maybe, and I was really going through a lot with um, bladder pain and, and interstitial cystitis, which it's called. Um, and when I worked with this woman, I was amazed. She, she did an intake with me, and then she started with the meditation, then the tapping. And when I left there, I was pain-free. And it was like, oh, my Wonderful. God, this is amazing. Wow. And like I said, that was about 10 years ago. And the only time I remember to use the tapping is if I was in a group of people and, and my, the empath energy was too strong. So as I would be driving in the car, I would feel like crying, and I would do the tapping with myself and release it right away. But you've gave, given me more to think about as doing the layers, because I don't think this woman actually did layers with me. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, nothing comes up. It all depends on the person and what they're going through. But other times you can get a lot of stuff that keeps coming up that needs to be cleared out. Wow. That is great. Now, before you go on adding whatever else, how do you decide which modalities are best for each person? Um, it depends on a couple different things. It depends on what the issue is that we're working with. It depends on what tool is going to work best for them. So like some of these, like um, theta healing, which I'll get into next, that you really have to have the ability to visualize to be able to use that really well. So if I have a client that doesn't have very good visualization skills, I'm not going to use theta healing with them. Uh, it also depends on what, like for um, theta healing really deals a lot with belief. Emotion code deals a lot with emotions. Tapping deals more with thought. So it also depends on what part of the being we're trying to um, work on. And then sometimes okay. if I don't know, I'll just muscle test. And the muscle test will tell me which one is the best method to use. Oh, wow, that is great. Yeah. And you, you work with people long distance also, you said? Yes, most of my work I do online. It's kind of like having a Skype session where we can see each other and hear each other. Um, I okay. do have to usually be able to see the person when I'm working with them. So I can't do work you know, by a phone if I can't physically see the person. Right. And energy, okay. you know, there's no bounds, geographic bounds. It doesn't matter where they live. I can still do the energy work with them. Right. That I'm a, I did know. And for anybody in the audience that didn't know, um, let's confirm that. Any energy work can be done long distance. Right. Um, I, I, I don't know. You're, I, I feel like I'm having an aha moment with you pulling things Good. together. So let's keep going. Thank okay, you. Keep going. You're welcome. Okay, so I said we thought we'd do theta healing next. So this is really interesting. And there's different forms of theta healing, so mine may sound a little different from what other people do. But theta healing is the idea that our belief systems basically control everything in our life. Our thoughts, everything comes out of our belief systems. But many times they have belief systems that are harmful to us. So things as simple as I believe I'm a failure. I believe I'll never find somebody who loves me. I believe I'll never make enough money, never find the right job. All these types of beliefs that keep us stuck in life. And so mm -hmm. what we do is we identify the belief that the person wants to change, and then we identify what we want the new belief to say. Um, so we have two statements we're going to work with. And then we identify where in your energy body these beliefs are stored, because there's four different places where we store our beliefs. So the first one is in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. This is by your forehead area. And this is a belief that has to do with everything going on in, in this particular lifetime 
um, that you're having on the planet. Then we have the pineal gland, the DNA, in the center of your head. Those beliefs have to do with your um, genetics, your family line. Then the yeah. shoulders, the back neck of the shoulders, these are all the beliefs that have to do with any past lives or any collective consciousness, energies, and belief systems that you've been picking up while you've been living here. And then we have the heart, um, and this is the uh, belief systems that have to do with your spiritual beliefs, your connection to God. And so what happens, sometimes a belief system is on all four levels, sometimes it's only on one. So I muscle test to find out which system the belief is on. And then once I identify that, then what I do is I have the person sit and close their eyes, and I have them focus on that part of the body. So let's just say it's the back of the shoulders. They'll focus their energy, their attention on that. And then I have a series of prayers and commands I say that releases the old belief and implants the new belief. And they will visually see this taking place, which is why I said it needs to be a visual person who uses state of healing. So I'll give you an example. I had one person when I was... uh, commanding the old beliefs to leave, what she saw was she saw all these thorns all along the back of her shoulders and neck area were a bunch of thorns. And then she saw these angels come in and the angels were pulling up every one of the thorns or pulling them after her, off of her back area. And then when I put in the new belief, she saw all these beautiful flowers sprouting and growing all the way where the thorns had been. So wow. that's the visual indication that the old belief had been taken out and the new belief had been implanted. And then I muscle test to make sure that, yes, indeed, the new belief is there and the old belief is gone. That is a beautiful visualization. Thank you for sharing yes. that one. You're welcome. Yes, and I can see it. Something different. Yeah, okay. everybody sees something different. So it's not like everybody's going to see what that particular client saw. Right. <clears throat> but just... And it's strange because most of the time I can visualize, but sometimes I have a block. Could you figure out what can cause the block in that? You know, there's a couple things. I mean, some people are just not, not naturally visual people. That's not their skill set that they were born with. Isn't, is they're not visionary, so to speak. And so they, have a difficult, they naturally have a difficult time being able to imagine and visualize things. Other times right. it could be a block because we don't, we're not ready to see whatever it is we're supposed to see. We don't want to see it. We don't want to allow ourselves to go there, something like that. Or sometimes it can be we just get a lot of our mind and we just can't relax enough to allow that visualization to take place. Oh, okay. The more relaxed state you're in, the more easier it is to be able to visualize things. Oh, I'm going to pay attention now because... When you did the visualization, what this woman went through, I can see it easily. Yeah. And yeah, yeah so I'm I'm going to um, try to relax a little bit more and see what happens because I naturally tense up a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> yeah. And that's why sometimes I have my clients do some deep breathing exercises before we get started just to get them more in a relaxed state. Okay, and that is a big factor in my life about my breathing, so I'm going to write myself another note. Remember to breathe. (laughs) Yes, it's important. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have sleep apnea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so those people that don't know what sleep apnea is, you actually stop breathing and your heart stops for a few seconds. And I have to use a CPAP machine that 
um, prevents that or if it starts happening to actually help me breathe. So <laughs> that's part of my not remembering to breathe part. Yeah. So there's still more modalities, correct? Yes, we've got a few more here. So then I have a okay. inner healing. So inner healing here again is one that takes a lot of visualization. And so I get them in a relaxed state. They close their eyes. I ask them to visualize themselves somewhere in a quiet, calm, peaceful place, wherever that is to them. And then I ask them to invite their spirit guide to be with them. So whether it's Jesus, whether it's an angel, whoever it happens to be, we invite that spiritual being into their um, visualization. The spirit being will show up. So let's just say Jesus. And then we say, Jesus, take me back to the time when I first felt anxiety. Take me time to the, when I first felt anger. Take me back, whatever the issues we're working on, depression, whatever it is. And then Jesus will bring up this memory, and they'll see this memory of their time and their past when they were a child. It's usually in childhood where this took place. And then we're just able to have a conversation with Jesus, and he helps them understand what happened to them from a higher spiritual perspective. He answers any questions they have about whatever it was that the trauma and events that they went through. So when I bring them back out of the inner healing, they can have the memory of what happened, but they no longer have the intense emotions associated with it. They, never, they no longer have the self-defeating thoughts associated with it or the self-limiting beliefs. So it kind of clears all that stuff out. I love it. It sounds so easy, but um, nobody else has told me about that kind of inner work and letting it go like that. Thank you. You're welcome. And then the last one I have is what I call soul tie releasement work or demonic energy releasement work, whatever terminology you want to use. Uh -huh. um, so this is basically for a whole variety of different reasons. Sometimes we may have some type of spirit entity that's attached itself to us or we have some type of demonic entity that's attached to us. Um, or it may be that there is a soul tie we have from a past relationship that we need to release and get out of us. And so with the releasement work, I just call upon the angels. We identify what it is that needs to be released. I have a conversation with it. We thank you for the services provided this person. We let them know that this person no longer needs their services. And we ask them if they're willing to go up to the light of God, which is where they actually belong. They don't really belong in this earth realm anymore. And then once they say yes, we just have the angels release them and send them on up to the light of God so they're gone. And then the wow. Doing that is great. Um, yeah, so this is very different. So I was raised in the Christian church while I was told, you know, taught about demon possession and you to release them, uh -huh. you have to yell and scream and, you know, it's this big ordeal and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. What God told me was that that isn't a correct way to do it because a spirit entity is something that we like to think of as thought. It's something that still has the light of God within it because everything that God created has the light of God within it. And we needed to uh -huh. treat these entities with love and respect. And when you treat them that way, they're much easier to release out. And, and once again, we send them up to the light of God. We don't send them back out in the atmosphere. We send them up to the light of God, and then they're out from this world, and God can do whatever he needs to do with that entity. And that, that's something that's weighing very um, heavily on me, as what you're saying, is to release it to the light of God. And I'm, I'm just going to... Anything that I do going forward, that is a big thing for, for me as an aha moment today. Yeah, and we don't realize how much negative energy is on this planet that we're surrounded by that affects us um, because we're not releasing it. We're not sending it up where it needs to go. Yeah, we just yep. accept all this negativity as normal. Right. Exactly. That is great.
Are there still more modalities? Um, those are the main ones that I use. And then obviously I use traditional talk therapy and those type of things. And I use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy, which is primarily just taking yourself, defeating thoughts and turning them around with positive thoughts and so people can think differently about themselves and their situation in their life. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of what I do is changing things around because, like oh, I said, yeah. everything, yeah, everything was negative and now I make everything positive. If there's something negative going on, I go and I make sure that I find, even if it's a tiny bit of positive, now I do that. Mm. Very good. So you mentioned your new book. Would you like to talk about that a little bit? Sure, I can talk about that, yes. Uh-huh. It is called Restore to Love, Healing Sexual Abuse Trauma. And one of the reasons why I decided to write this book is there's a lot of talk today about sexual harassment, sexual abuse. Lots of people are coming forward with their stories. But a lot of the talk is about how they are a victim, how they were hurt, how it ruined their life, a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, a lot of projection going on. Um, because many times people don't understand that you can actually be healed of this trauma that comes from being sexually abused. And the way you get healed is by using these energy-based treatments and going in and changing the programming in your subconscious mind. So I decided to write a book to kind of break this all down and teach people about how this works. Um, so hopefully people will pick up the book and read it. It will give them hope that, hey, I don't have to live with these symptoms anymore. I can get my life back. Things can improve. Yes, a bad thing happened to me in my past or my present situation, but that doesn't have to define me. That doesn't have to be my identity. I can move through it, and I can move on to something much better in my life. That's wonderful. I I love that idea because there's so many people that just live with it, and they're, they're afraid to speak up. And it's the same thing with me talking about my mental illnesses. It's not that I want people to feel sorry for me. I want people to know that I have these, and I'm accomplishing things, and that people can overcome and they can accomplish things. And even if you are physically disabled, there's a way that you can find to enjoy your life and and have a happy life. And, you know, that's why I do these interviews and these talk shows because I want people to know that life is worth living and, you know, find the best way that's going to help you if it's Joyce or myself or whoever. So this is really, you know, it's a great thing. And you also have two other books? Yes. Uh, The first book I wrote was called Interconnected by God, Healing for Your Spirit, Soul, and Body. So I wrote this book uh, when I was first learning about all of these energy-based treatments and how energy works and how we're an energetic spiritual being and how the mind and emotions and thoughts and everything are all tied together. Because at the time I was counseling a lot of Christians and they were afraid to use any energy-based treatments because they associated with the New Age or they associated with the devil. And so yep. I wrote this book to show everything is based in the science of quantum physics, that we don't need to be afraid of using any of these energy modalities, not just the ones I use, but all the other ones that are out there. And so I wrote the book to explain how it works from a scientific perspective and how, you know, what you think about affects how you feel. It affects any physical illness and disease in the body. It affects your spiritual relationship. Everything is interconnected with everything else. And so when you want to heal, you need to heal all areas of your life so you can be completely healed and whole as a person as opposed to just putting Band-Aids on different parts of your life that you're having issues or problems in. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. 
You said something that I hear very often, but I don't know the exact explanation. What is quantum physics? So quantum physics so is the idea that um, everything at its core is energy. Everything at its core is light, is vibrational frequencies. Therefore, everything is in motion, everything is in transformation. So when you see a solid object like a chair, we think that's a solid object. But in reality, it is just a bunch of frequencies that are vibrating at a very, very at a rate that where they solidify and become a hard chair that can support you. And so the old scientific theory was everything is chemical and everything is solid, Newtonian physics. And that's yeah. why when we look at our medical model, it's all about giving people pills because they see everything is a, um, uh, from a chemical perspective rather than an energy perspective. And quantum mm. physics also shows how everything is tied into everything else through energy. So the old model is if you've got a physical pain, you treat that physical pain in the body. Quantum physics would say, no, let's find out, is there a trauma that's causing it? Is there a trapped emotion that's causing it? Is there a thought pattern they're using that's causing this pain in their body? So quantum physics looks how everything is interconnected through energy. So we have our own energetic system within our body that connects with our physical body. Our energy body connects and communicates with everybody else's energy body around us, which connects with all of the energy and the plants and the stars and the planets, which connects with all the energy of God and the spiritual beings beyond. So quantum physics looks at the entanglement of everything is connected to everything else and affects everything else. Wow, that was a great explanation. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Um, I was afraid of that term at first. I, I can't even think of the man that wrote the book that I'm, I'm thinking of um, about six or seven years ago. And I said, I don't know if I want to learn that. It seems like it's just too detailed for me, but <laughs> I guess it's not. <laughs> well, it can be very scientific. It can be very, very detailed, which is why I try to simplify everything in this book and put it in a term that people without a scientific background can understand and grasp. Thank you. You're welcome. And that book you cannot get on Amazon, um, but you can get it directly um, through me. And I'm probably before the end of the year, I'm hoping I will be able to update this book because so much has changed, and I want to um, do an updated version of this book. Okay. And currently, though, they can get that through your website? They can get it through my website. Just contact me, and I'll mail them a copy of that book, yes. Okay, great. We will make sure people know that at the end. Yeah. And God is love? God is love, a spiritual journey from fear to love. So this is a little bit different from the other two books that have to do primarily with counseling and healing. This is a journey God took me on. So, of course, after being raised a Christian, then I went through all this transformation of understanding energy and looking into the new age and all these things I was told as a Christian were a big no-no. And out of that, I really had to look at my belief system because everything had kind of shifted and changed. And so what God told me, he says, are you willing to give up everything you've ever believed about me, about life, about Christianity, about religion? Because it's not right. And I'm thinking, what do you mean it's not right? I'm a Christian. We have the whole truth, nothing but the truth, you know. And I said, yep. I said okay, if it's not right, I, want to, I will give it up. So basically he kind of just cleared everything out of my brain and we started all over from scratch. And what he began to show me was how much of our belief systems are based in fear. And because fear is not who God is, anything based in fear cannot be associated with God. So whether it's fear in our relationships, fear in our understanding of God, fear in how we worship God, fear in how we understand our philosophies about life, whatever it is, if there's any fear in it, it is not of God. 
if it is motivated from love, then it is coming from the heart of God. And so he taught me how to release those fears and learn how to live from a place of love. And so this book is about that journey. And I wrote the book to inspire and encourage other people to, to um, take a similar journey themselves so you can be set free from the fear in your life and live from love. And um, you must be younger than me because, <clears throat> excuse me, I was raised at, as God will punish you. So yes. that was fear. Excuse me, but now I know. Yeah. So were you raised that way? or? Uh, yeah, I was raised to fear God, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that was used as a way to motivate people to, you know, do what they're supposed to do, so to speak. Right, <laughs> um, exactly. Keep people, alive, keep people under control. You put the fear of God in there, and people will do what you want them to do type of thing. So, yes, I was raised with that fear. Yeah, so I... I know, I mean, I haven't attended church in a long time, but I don't think they talk that way anymore because all of talking about God is love and, and reach out for God's assistance. I pray that they yes. don't talk that way anymore. Well, you still have some denominations do, but there's a lot more denominations that are coming out of that and really preaching from a place of love because that's the message Jesus taught was all about love. And so that's the message yes. the church needs to bring back to the forefront. Yes, most definitely, because um, I know it scared me, and even with my kids as, um, I guess, teenagers, I, I would tell them that, but then that slowly changed after they had kids and, and whatever, and like everything that we do is love. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And can you get this book online, or does it have to be yes, for you? Yes, no, that one's online. Yeah, God is Love is online, and so is the new book, Restored to, to Love. Okay, that's good on to Amazon. know. So, yeah. so um, we will remind them again when we're finished. Okay. So what else would you like to talk about before we wind down? Well, I did remember, I think what that block is, if you want me to bring that up. Okay. What it is, is I did an event in the past where hardly anybody showed up, and the block is the fear that that's going to happen again. Yes. So that's what it is. And, and that's why the little boy is looking to the past. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm glad you remembered that. Thank you for sharing your choices. You're welcome. It's, you know, I, I love when I get um, confirmations of what I had to say. <laughs> yes, yes. So now I, we need to pray that away and, and uh, yeah, break that yep. block off. Yeah. Yep, yep. So we sent out prayers when we first talked about it, and we'll send out prayers again. Everyone listening, that please make sure that this event goes off well for Joyce and that the weather decides to shift in a different direction and she has a great outcome. Thank you. You're welcome. So you taught me a little bit more about a, a few of the different things that um, I looked at differently than, than what you had said. And like I said, a couple aha moments. <clears throat> and I have another question about the EFT that's happening. Yes. Do you think it's better for somebody to tap by themselves or to have somebody tap with them? I teach my clients how to tap on themselves because I want them to be able to learn this tool so they can take it home and they can use it anytime they want to. 
Okay. So, yes, <clears throat> I teach them how to do the tapping on themselves. I think it's more beneficial that way because one of the things I love about tapping is you can use it for so many different issues once you learn how it works. <clears throat> well, the reason why I asked that is because how you were talking about going through the different layers. So right. if I'm, I'm working on something myself, how would I go about figuring out what those layers are? Okay, so after, after you do the tapping statement one through, you sit quiet and just wait for about a minute. Just notice if you sense or feel anything and notice anything coming up. And then, now this is the part where sometimes it's more difficult to do it on your own because you don't have anyone to process that information with. Right. So with me, we kind of process what these things are, we talk about it, and then I will come up with a new tapping statement based on the new information that has been given. So this would be a little bit harder to do on your own until you've done enough tapping where you know how to write the statements. Because part of tapping is you have to know how to write the statements correctly. Because if you don't, the tapping is not going to work. Right. So the statements need to be very detailed, very specific. They need to talk about your thoughts and what you're feeling, what the incident was, the first part of the statement. And if you're feeling it anywhere in your physical body, so you want to be very detailed. And then the second part has to be a very loving, positive statement about yourself and your situation. Right. And that much I know about it, <clears throat> excuse me, but um, thinking about how you described doing it with the muscle testing and everything um, gave it an extra layer for myself because yeah. um, I don't know how to come up with those statements. That's part of my problem. And most people don't, and that's why I teach my clients how to, you know, I don't have time right now to go into how you actually write them and put them together and everything. Um, but after they've done it a number of times with me, they get the idea, they've got it, and then they're able to do it on their own. Okay. Now, is that something that maybe you can uh, write out or whatever and, and make it like a free gift on your site or something? Um, yes, what I have is I have a, it's like a five-page tapping handout, which I give all my clients, which tells you where the points are and explains what tapping is and how it works. So that is something that I could offer free if, if they would like that. Okay, I would love that because um, just for myself alone, that would be a great help. Yes, I can send that to you. Okay, thank you, and then I can share it and where they can get it from you um, okay. online also. Okay. okay. Yes. So do you want to share any other offer with everybody? Um, the only other offer that I have that I did want to share with them is just um, if you want to have a counseling session with me and if you book it and hold it within 30 days of when this uh, interview is aired, I will give it to you for 50% off. So normally it's $300 a session. You could get your sessions for 150 so that's my okay. special offer, giving to all of your listeners that may be interested in that. That's a great offer. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. I'm sure just from listening that they gained a lot of content today because I, for, for one myself, really did gain a lot out of it. Um, and what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, through your website or your email? Um, email is the easiest way to reach me, and that is, Info, I-N-F-O, at I-M, I-A-M, and then my name, Joyce, J-O-Y-C-E, Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, dot com. Okay. And then <clears throat> the website is Holistic Healing Consulting. That's the name of my business. 
Okay. Or if they want to call or text me, the number is 618-210-3500. Thank you so much for sharing that. And you have a newsletter too? I do do, yeah. If you want to get on my email list, I do a monthly newsletter that comes out, and then any special events, things that I'm doing will also be advertised through the email so you can be aware of that. And then I used to blog. For years I blogged and sent out a weekly blog and email, but I'm kind of switching over to 2019. I'm going to be doing more writing um, articles for magazines as opposed to blogs. So every once in a while I may throw a blog or a magazine article out there and email, but I won't be doing the blog as consistently as I did the last couple of years. Okay. That sounds wonderful. I'm sure they're going to gain a lot of information whichever way they, they look at um, being connected with you. Any last words, Joyce? Uh, other than, you know, a lot of times people are afraid to go into counseling. They live with their issues years after years. And I really want to encourage people that um, if you have the opportunity and the time to finances to do it, counseling is the best thing you can do for us, for yourself. So often we're out there helping everybody else, especially if we're moms. And we forget about ourselves. We forget to take the time to actually love and take care of ourselves. And part of that is dealing with any of the past trauma, abuse, any kind of stuff that you've been dealing with in your childhood, in your early 20s, early in your life. That stuff will follow you and affect you the rest of your life until you take the time to clear it out and get yourself healed. And you'll find once you do, you'll enjoy your life so much better. So I really try to encourage people not to be afraid of counseling. Um, you know, those of us that are trained, we try to be as compassionate and caring uh, as we can with you. We're not going to do or say anything where you're going to walk away feeling like you've been judged or condemned or anything like that. Everything is done from a, a place of love and respect for you and the life journey that you're on. That is excellent. Um, that kind of echoes what I said in the beginning where you need to make yourself come first, just like Absolutely. they talk about on the airplane, put on your oxygen mask That's first. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you for sharing that. All your unhealed stuff is going out there and triggering everybody around you. Yeah. Um, but once you get healed, now what's going out is love and joy and people want to be around you. Exactly. I love it. Thank you, Joyce. I, I, I oh, did enjoy a lot. Um, great conversation. And I wrote myself notes on each of the modalities that I feel I can work with myself. And I will let you know in a couple of weeks if they've made a difference. If not, then I'll reach out for support. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on letting me share all this information with your listeners. Yes, it was wonderful having you. Thank you. So everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Joyce had to share. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any information shared by my guests. And please share these shows with your friends so they can also gain value from my guests. If you would like me to speak at your event, please contact me at Catherine at CatherineMLab.com and that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-M-L-A-U-B.com. And my website is The Celestial Spoon, T-H-E-C-E-L-E-S-T-I-A-L-S-P-O-O-N.com or CatherineMLab.com. And you can download a free report on overcoming stress along with purchasing any of my readings or mentoring.
And if you email me and mention that you heard me on the radio show, then I can also give you a 10% discount. I have different services, programs. I have a couple different downloads that you can learn about on my website. And we can talk in person on Skype, on the phone, or email. And in person would be in Suffolk County, New York. Again, you can find Joyce at www.holistichealingconsulting, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-H-E-A-L-I-N-G-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com, and her email is info at the letter I, A M. J-O-Y-C-E-S-T-E-W-A-R-T dot com. Info at imjoycestewart.com. And you can order that book that she was talking about that's not on Amazon. This is Catherine Lamb. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spirit, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.